0: Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Tulsa World Opinion Video Podcast. I'm Jenny Graham, the editorials editor with the Tulsa World, and I'm here with
1: Barry Friedman, who has his own, I'll speak to myself in the third person, has his own uh, blog and he does comedy and he just wrote a book and he's got a bunch of stuff. And it's really just way too much, Barry. Let me just tell you right up front, it's just way too much of me.
0: It's a lot of Barry. I believe I called you the Barry tsunami that hit Tulsa recently. Yes. Although you live here, so it's like you've just been you know, toiling away. But where can they find your stuff? If people are interested in Barry Friedman, where do they find you?
1: They can go to, literally, they can go to friedmanoftheplains.com, where you can find everything about me. They want to pick up the latest book called Jack, we can't even mention. Jack Stuff. Jack I don't stuff. know.
0: I mean, you I don't know whether me- we can say that here or not. I don't know.
1: Let's not what try. would
0: put a curse word in a title that makes everyone pause when they're trying to promote your stuff. Good job, Barry
1: actually spend more time on the book than if I didn't put a curse word in it. But but to young writers, if you can put a word in your book that makes it impossible to market or sell, by all means, do that. I would suggest going to Magic City Books and buying the book there. Let's support local people. Unless you have just a really an insane, inexplicable love for Amazon, you can go there. But I would go locally and just pick it up here. But if you're not yeah. listening, we have I mean, millions of –
0: And ma- the Magic – this is so nice, too. Yeah. And if yeah. you're in Perth, Perth,
1: Australia now listening to us, or, or, or you know, someplace else like Riga, uh, you can go to Amazon and pick up the book there.
0: But only then. Only then.
1: Only then. Otherwise, oh, you so know, what you now. ought
0: to do it. We're getting off the subject. So we actually have a subject to talk about. Yeah, but sure what you we need to do next is to get your book banned from public schools. If you can do yeah. that, that also helps with marketing.
1: I think there are naked breasts in my book. We can do that.
0: Well, Naked Mice, that really got some Missouri lawmakers upset with the book. Naked, so.
1: naked Mice?
0: Naked Mice. Remember there was a mouse? Remember the Holocaust? Yes, yeah. They were upset with the nudity of the mice in mouse, because that made sense.
1: Yeah, it was like Tom All right, got to get
0: back to the subject. Okay, we're going to talk about weed today. Barry, we're talking <laughs> it's, about it's, weed marijuana. Sounds
1: like, sounds like we're on weed. Well, go ahead so organized today tell them how organized we are you organized i got an
0: outline and we've already busted it so we haven't
1: started it yet we
0: haven't even started and we're completely off of my outline so back to the outline did you know barry that march 7th we in oklahoma are going to vote on whether to legalize recreational marijuana did you know that
1: I did know that. Yes, that's why you had me on the show. I know things Right. Did you
0: know it before I asked you on the show? Yes, I
1: did. That one I actually knew. I knew it was either April or March, but I figured it was coming up.
0: Okay. See, but that's important because there's nothing else on the ballot. Like nothing else will bring people out except this. So that's going to be an interesting election. So right now we have 22 states that legalize it recreationally. Missouri was the 22nd, but 37 states have some sort of legal cannabis medical marijuana kind of thing so um just in general before we get into the and i have a pun here we're getting the weeds of the state question see i'm bet, funny too I'm I not the only we, funny person, Barry.
1: i bet the under on that first weed reference getting in the weeds <laughs> okay
0: so before getting into the weeds of the state question are you in general like for it or against it i mean what's your overall opinion about weed
1: Overall, it should be legalized, but I do not think the the those who oppose it are completely out of their minds on this one. I think there are some reasons not to. I think some of the points they make are actually pretty valid. But overall, especially now in Oklahoma, the cat is out of the bag. The weed is out of the dispensary. How many more of these you need? It's impossible now to understand, to rationalize why you wouldn't legalize it now. It's essentially legalized now, don't you think? I mean, I, I want to find
0: that way. I not want to find. Have you had for people who have a medical marijuana card? Do they have so
1: everybody? How do you not get a medical marijuana card? You have cancer approved. Breast cancer surgery approved. Constant pain approved. Anxiety, depression approved. I know somebody who's anxious approved. I want to meet the four people in Oklahoma who've not gotten a medical marijuana card. Four people who went online and applied and the doctor said, Nope, you don't qualify. I who had there was a, a
0: friend of mine who's uh, oh, he's in his late 60s. He went in to get a medical marijuana card. And the first thing he said was, Well, I played football in high school. That's all you need. You gotta have bad knees, something. you played high school <laughs> football in Oklahoma, something's wrong with you.
1: I'm going to get get a medical marijuana card and say to the the doctor, I know that guy, (laughs) and I'll get a medical marijuana card. That's why at this point, we might as well legalize it because it's legal anyway. And what I'm curious about is, this is part of the legislation I have not read, once it's legalized, are they doing away with the the marijuana cards?
0: No, you would basically have two tracks. This is what's interesting about it. Is that you know these are statutory, meaning the legislature can come in and change and tweak these state questions. So it's not okay. like a constitutional amendment where it can't be changed. Um, and now we're going to talk a little bit more about the state question. And that, and in general, just to I haven't decided really where I stand on this. I I'm like you, I think the opposition has some good points, but at the same time, you know, it's it's out there and we need to just kind of where can we strengthen this law right. and i also just think small government i mean we've had this huge war on drugs that has been developed that has been a waste of resources and time and especially around marijuana i'm bothered by sort of the history of why it's a schedule 1 drug so mm-hmm. but but this particular state question especially when you compare it to the medical uh, marijuana state question this one's actually stricter which i find interesting that it's and i and in, in, in talking to and listening to the people behind it, it was developed really looking at where the other states screwed up. And frankly, I don't think the medical marijuana state question was that good. I was That was always what gave me pause the first time. Right. This one, like you look at, you have to be 21 to purchase as compared to the medical marijuana at 18. This one tax has a tax rate of 15%, where the other... Uh, medical marijuana is taxed at seven percent. Right now, if it passes, only the current licensees would be able to be able to dispense recreationally. So it wouldn't like have this huge you know, growth. It limits quantity. It requires certain packaging for safety and for um, who they're advertising to. And it requires all these safety standards, like a seed to uh, sale kind of program. And then there's this other aspect of criminal justice that if a person has been convicted or sentenced based on possession, they can go back and get an expungement or a sentence reduction. So, um, and so it's, and it's different, and 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 in asking the question, there'll be two, but the legislature could come in, they could do it right now, actually, if they wanted to, but our lawmakers are what they are, Um, they could say, we think it should be 21, if they could go in and say, we're going to raise the medical marijuana age 21. We're going to make some of these other changes to make it safer. And and so if it passes, I would hope the lawmakers would still do that. I would hope they would do that now, but they aren't. Right. So, um, and there's this argument of, well, why would you want to pay 15% tax when you, can, when you get your medical marijuana card and pay less tax? And someone said, "Well, unless you want to stay off the government roll, stay out of the the, the government databases. That sounds crazy, but I can. Yeah. Kind of, I know some people that that would be attractive to. Um, because and your
1: social security card and your driver's license, you're not in any database. Right, stuff,
0: right. So. That would be attractive. Also, there's you know you do it does take out the 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 doctor aspect of it, which, which is good." Which, which you know, some of the doctors are gonna be like, wait, we like that income because I don't know what it costs. Um, I'm sure it's a couple of hundred bucks It is a couple least.
1: hundred bucks, yeah. Unless you unless you I think you can get some sort of discount if you're on some sort of yeah. state financial right. aid. So,
0: yeah, so this is not debating the medicinal aspect. So of of all of the things in the in this, are there some things that sort of like, yeah, that makes sense, or you like that? I mean. I like the 21 part because it brings it up to how we look at say alcohol. Like kids are still underage drinking, but at least you got to be 21 and that gives some, you know, I mean it doesn't it, it drives me crazy. There right now there are seniors in high school that can go to the local doctor, get a medical marijuana card and use. You know, that doesn't make sense to me. So
1: if they can't get a bourbon and coke is what you're saying.
0: Right. But, you know, so so upping that, I think, is like a minimum thing the, the, the law ought to say. But um, I also just, I, it just sort of recognizes, I like that it puts a restriction on the quantity. Um, there's so a want, plant restriction. I mean, what do you think? Looking at all those, wh- what are your thoughts here?
1: Well, there's a plant okay. restriction, too, right? For people who want to grow their own plants, they get like I three. Think,
0: I'm not, I haven't gotten into that part of it yet. I was looking at just the the possession part.
1: You can grow three adult plants or something or whatever, whatever, however. Yes, many I know plants. your big
0: green thumb at your house there, Barry. So,
1: yeah, I saw a bird out here, a big bird, by the way. I just have to move now because it was like a huge thing and it was eating something else, nature. Anyway, beside the point. Um, yeah, I think that um, the main reason to be opposed to it now is, and this is too cynical of an approach, but I think the main reason people will be opposed to it is they're tired of the other side winning. I mean, at this point, there is nothing left in the medical marijuana world that you would be opposed to it on a a state level, right? I mean, it's it's everywhere now. I mean, if you want to smoke-
0: Even in rural Oklahoma.
1: it, It is everywhere. And I don't know how many more dispensaries you can fit into this town. I mean, we are now past the point of frozen yogurt places and I didn't think that was possible and they all want out of business. So at some point we have to say, look, this is just an absurd system we have. We're literally all joking aside, anybody can get a mar- medical marijuana card. I mean, literally anybody. And if the point is to get the state that $200 or whoever gets that $200, I mean, what the, what is the point now of saying, no, we're not gonna have recreational marijuana when we have recreational marijuana. And you know, anybody who is for marijuana legally recreationally, is really going to be that concerned about 15% versus 8%. I don't think anybody is. And if the point is that you don't like marijuana, well, that ship has really sailed a long time ago. Um, And it's not like, and I guess the biggest concern the anti-marijuana people have, and again, I don't think they're absolutely out of their minds on this one, is about crime. And you can find crime statistics that will fit your political bent. right? But the other thing is um, the reality that somebody getting high so they can watch Sister Wives, which I think is the only way you really should watch Sister Wives or 90 Day Fiance, uh, is not going to increase the crime rate. And there's so many other things going on that increase crime rates that you really can't pin a reduction uh, or by the other hand, an increase in crime rates on legalized marijuana. So right now, I think it's just a matter of hypocrisy. And I think, to your point earlier, the medical marijuana bill wasn't written that well to begin with. which is why we have what we have now, that the system to vet out people who just wanted to get high was not there. Medically, I think, um, and I have talked to a couple of doctors about this, who are for recreational marijuana Um, it is not a good idea to burn plant matter in your lungs three four times a day I mean there was there was something to your lungs
0: is still smoke in your lungs no matter what what the
1: yeah I mean get rid of the politics for a second get rid of the the societal you know arguments that we have on on each political side it's not there are some medical reasons not to want more marijuana available to more people. But I don't know what is out there right now that's impeding anybody who wants to get high any time of the day with any delivery system to get high. So why not get the state involved, regulate it to a certain extent, 21, make some, um, curtail some of the excesses of it. Why not? What what are you preventing from, from not having it now?
0: can well, anybody that, tell me what that brings what, up i mean the opposition has some i mean one of the things is it's still a schedule 1 narcotic with feds which right. it, it blows my mind that congress can't move on that one um other arguments that i've heard today's weeds higher thc which makes it dangerous but again i think the legislature can come in and limit thc that if you and there is
1: a, there is a bill now that does that yeah,
0: yeah if you test it and regulate it you can that can be fixed one of uh, couple other things. One I'm hearing a lot is save the kids. We've got to save the kids. This is going to, kids are going to be getting high and all that. I'll have my thoughts on that one. But the other one that does actually make me, that made me think a little bit, and I think the opposition has some real concern about this, is how the state was caught so flat-footed after medical marijuana. We didn't have the OMMA up and going. We didn't have, law enforcement weren't talking to each other. So at one point, from what we have been told, uh, you know, there'd be a county sheriff go out and see this huge farm, and all of a sudden there's like razor wire, and they would call and say, is this a legal farm for growing cannabis or not? And it would take a week or two to get an answer. And that shouldn't happen. You know, there should be, it should be like an immediate response. And we didn't have any, you know, handle on who is making the, the purchases of land. We didn't have who was, you know, we had all kinds of fraud within the license system. And so there was a complete breakdown of just implementation and enforcement. And I go back and forth on, okay, and and so we're, the state is just now getting to that and fixing that. I noticed that Gittner Drummond is now prosecuting more people who have been, you know, committing fraud and getting these licenses. But do I, do we hold, do we hold the, the state question people responsible for that? Or do we say, well, do we wait until the state really has a firm hold on it? Will the state ever completely be ready for it. I mean, that's where I'm that's the only argument that sort of I'm mulling over because you know that's where the crime aspect comes in is is not with I think selling on the street. It's it's the growers and and what rural Oklahoma is seeing. But at the same time, that wasn't on the on the end of the the state question proponents. That was on state law enforcement and the agencies, so.
1: Do, do you let, great cliche, do you let the perfect be the enemy of the good? So you fix that as best you can and you try to have some uniformity to the regulation and you move on from there. I mean, what do we gain by not approving it? The system we have now, is anybody really happy with that system?
0: Yeah, I could say, the when you look at the opposition, a lot of it is based on, it's coming from law enforcement. It's coming from, you know, that end of things. Uh, The one that is not, and this is just me, other people feel differently, but it's that save the kids argument that this will somehow, this will be in the hands of kids. Marijuana will be much more uh, accessible. And I'm just not, I don't know, maybe it's me. I've got two teenagers. I know that they, if they wanted to use weed, every party would have one. And I asked them one time, I'm like, if if like, where is it coming from? Among teenagers. And they said a lot of it comes from like their parents' stash, like their parents have a medical marijuana card. And that, which is think about in my day, it was liquor. Someone would go to their parents' liquor cabinet, right. take that. And so to me, for kids, and, and you know, you, you've you've raised kids too. Um, if kids want to get intoxicated, they're going to find a way. So the issue isn't like whatever they're using, it's whatever is leading them to want to use. Maybe there's some other, um, you know, mental health things. Maybe there's something, I don't know. But to me, I'm just not buying that if this passes, all of a sudden the kids are any more at risk than what they are now.
1: Well, if if it passes and the age is 21, right? On the books, teenagers can get high, even though marijuana is legal in the state. As it stands now, if kids don't have a medical marijuana card, can they even get one? They get one at 18, right? If
0: they're 18. Okay. And so there are some seniors that are 18, which to me, I thought that was too young. I thought, you know, you should be at least 20. I mean, if that's what our liquor laws are. Because to me, liquor, you know, they, you know marijuana in being a Schedule 1 in theory, is not supposed to have any medicinal quality, which I'm not convinced about that either. But liquor, I mean, doing shots of tequila doesn't have any medicinal quality either, and yet, you know, yeah, I mean, have to do it 21.
1: I guess if there was any statistic from any state that showed that once marijuana was legalized in the state, more teens were using than before. Like in Oklahoma, you know, if if you're a parent and you have a vape and your father has a vape. Uh, and are you are the kids stealing the vape and getting high off the parents' stash? As you say, as I did, we both did, you know, stealing our parents' gin, mm-hmm. which was, I guess, tougher to lock up than, than a vape. I guess the question is, unless you just do not want the notion that we are going to hell because we've legalized marijuana, what does keeping it just medicinal and in this state, it really does deserve a quotation mark. What are you preventing from happening? I mean, a kid cannot walk in and get marijuana now if he's under 18 and doesn't have a card. He will not be able, he or she will not be able to do that if it passes legally.
0: Right. right. So and, and if it passes, like, like say you we'd still have these two tracks, but the legislature could come in and, and change that medical marijuana one to at least mirror because this this state question is, is stricter than the one before. I mean, mm-hmm. if people were concerned about, you know, it becoming broader, I just don't see that happening. But you asked a question before about are youth now th- this is coming from the, the YES campaign, that they have a, an um, American Medical Association in 2021 found that youth marijuana usage does not increase after medical or recreational mar- marijuana legalization. That came from data from 10 states that showed the difference after legalization was, quote, statistically indistinguishable from zero. So that's what, and they got it cited from, you know, Journal of America, you know, JAMA. Um, but it's you would mentioned before that you can probably pick and choose anything to, to fit your political. That's what I'm finding with the medical stuff. Like, you know, there's someone that just sent me something that makes the argument the other way. Well, what it comes down to, and one thing all of the researchers and medical people will agree with, there's not been a lot of research on it. And that's the the rub of being a Schedule I drug since 1972, is that it hasn't been, there hasn't been research on it. It doesn't, the plant has not been allowed to be researched on for a while. Congress wouldn't allow for federal funding for research on it. So what we're having now are recent studies and they're relatively small, they're controlled, but we don't have decades of research like we do with say tobacco or even alcohol for that matter. Yeah. And, you know, to, I don't know, it just seems like I don't, I don't see anyone arguing that kids should use marijuana. Like I've no one I've ever seen. And I mean, why don't, I mean, to me, if they have this, it should, there should be some sort of educational campaigns with it. Like, you know, we tell kids, hey, here's what your lung looks like if you smoke. You know, mm-hmm. that kind of thing needs to happen, you know, when you're talking about any kind of drug use. Because, you know, kids are still, I mean, we have an opioid problem still. And, and like there are a lot of things kids don't need to get their hands on. And can I just,
1: just a, a quick veer here. We're still somewhat on the topic of drugs, all right? Right. Um, So I, I, I have a very sexy injury. I have a arthritic big toe. Okay. <laughs> all right so i got some ibuprofen mm-hmm.
0: uh
1: 800 milligrams which is a lot of, right
0: Perf-
1: A lot, and i got a, a little container of 90. so they want me to take it three times a day which i'm not going to do but three times a day right so that's well you have good lord yeah i know that's 12 uh right that's twelve two hundred. okay all right so my point is when I was walking out of there, like I'm not gonna take 12 of these a day or the equivalent of 12 a day. On the way out of there, the pharmacist said to me, do you want this on automatic refill? It's for a bad toe. So a kid getting high is not our biggest concern right now with drugs. The other thing about that is, you know you know, a lot of people get high. I know a lot of people get high, right? And I think too many people I know get high for whatever reasons they decide to get high. And you could argue that there's way too many people getting high. There's way too many people on drugs. But individually, you, I don't know how you could say that person shouldn't be, right? Or that person doesn't need marijuana. In my mind, that person doesn't. But I'm not that person. Then you have the whole free will thing, right? Right. Why should I tell you why or why you can't get high just based on what I consider a reason to use marijuana? And, and conversely, people who were opposed to medical marijuana its like, hey, if somebody is in fact going through chemotherapy and it provides them some relief, how can you take that away from them? Because you have some problem with pot. You know, these people have constant pain and this relieves some of the pain and you're going to tell them no. That just seems cruel. Also the four kids on a on a porch in Stillwater getting high after English doesn't seem the end of the universe either. So we do tend to attach a lot of of the, the drugs and the end of civilization of the end of, you know, morality. but it is somewhat overrated. I'm not sure that this issue is serious enough other than it's an issue that we can fight over. I mean, how does it change your life or my life or anybody's life, again, that my wife, your husband, can now buy vape without the ridiculousness of a medical marijuana card? My question back to you, though, is something you had said earlier. Since it is considered a Schedule One narcotic, if it's legal in Oklahoma, you still need to pay cash for it. You still can't, you know, have a bank transaction. Is That's that right? my
0: understanding. Um and i haven't looked into that much i know that you know when you're talking 22 other states i think there are some banks that have figured out other systems that make it safer because that is again an issue when you're an all cash business that's not safe right you know it's not safe for the establishment you know that it, it makes them a target but from what i understand there again we're not new to this we're not the first so there are some other states that have worked through some of these issues um but again, that would be one of my concerns is is that kind of thing that, you know, are we just putting a target on some of these businesses? Um, I, I'm concerned about whether the state can be prepared for, for something like this, because they are just now seeming to get their hands around something that was passed, you know, in 2018. Right. So, but at the same time, I don't know, will the will the state ever be ready for something like this? I, our state always seems to be caught flat-footed on things, and that's again that's kind of on them that's that's not necessarily the, the the people that are pushing it so um but I don't know I, so do we
1: know do we know what pot will cost if legal as opposed to what it costs now is it the kind well, of I mean, thing where I don't know
0: and I have no idea what it costs I I this is yeah. not something I I am involved with we should ask ourselves if the taxes is higher I mean so if if it's at 15% plus any sales tax city sales tax on top of that um i mean i would imagine it'd be higher now there's there are, is one argument in the opposition that says well because it'll be taxed higher that'll make the black market flourish for people not wanting to pay taxes no is that true i i don't i mean is there a black market for cigarettes i you know i, I don't know i mean i do people who do, I don't know. Do do people want to go to that length to avoid a 15% tax or a seven percent? I would tax? think not,
1: but I, I mean I don't I don't I don't smoke pots. I don't I don't do it. But I mean I, no, don't, I don't know think. if that's the case. You know, I don't know whether um, let's just throw out some figures here. I don't know whether twenty dollars is worth going to a bridge underneath a bridge somewhere. Oh, that,
0: that. I mean you're Brushes. opening yourself up to cry versus, if you're right. going to be involved in that versus so.
1: 30 bucks to go to uh you know weeds are us or whatever they call it they're really running out of names for dispensaries i mean it's, they're kind of cute yeah. but it's 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 they're about done
0: one of the things i think we can agree with is that that no matter what how much is is uh generated it will not save schools can we just say that we cannot syntax our way out of you know to make up for dumb tax cuts. I
1: agree. You know, I, and, you know, I don't just, want any money going to education. I want it to go to, to drug rehab, drug counseling, and general fund. Schools should be funded by taxpayers. Let's stop with the gimmicks because you know what's going to happen. I don't care what. What do they call that when they say we, we will not supplant? We will not supplant money. We would yeah, ordinarily. They always, right? You know they're going to they do, always that. do. So, They always do. So no always- money.
0: It also never generates as much, and and there are uh, there's quite a bit of uh, economic there's an economic analysis that this that it'll raise x amount of millions. It could, but I've always found that that those are always over projected. It never really? brings in the amount. The first thing, the way this is written, any money that's brought in goes immediately to an implementation and enforcement, which goes to my biggest concern, which is, you know, are we going to make sure that the All the agencies are talking to each other. Can we make sure that it's, you know, the safety is there? So according to this, the first money goes to that. My theory is that that will take up most of it because it's going to cost more than what people think that is. But then anything extra, the way it was broken down was like 30% goes to schools and it would be, and it was specific to like drug rehab and student retention, which is pretty broad. Um, and the other thirty percent goes to general revenue, twenty percent to the state uh, mental health uh, and substance abuse agency, ten percent to courts and ten percent to government. But my theory is that most of it will just be for enforcement. That will that's just me, and I don't let think it'll s- be as much as they. Let
1: work. me ask. Let me ask the dumb guy question. Okay, I'll try not to do the dumb guy voice, but I want to ask the dumb guy question. If it's legal, why do we need so much money for enforcement?
0: I think it's to keep the bad actors out. Because what we have, I mean, we just, there was a situation where we had Chinese nationals that we didn't know of shot point blank in the head. Yeah. And it was an illegal grow with a, a license, you know, a licensee who got it by fraud. So we sort of allowed these criminal elements to come in because we didn't have an infrastructure to prevent that. Now I think we do. We act there the Adria Berry, who's in charge of the Oklahoma Medical Marijuana Authority, very good at what she does. Um, but she didn't get into the job till like two years after. Mm-hmm. You know, and now we have an attorney general. I think that's that was one of his top priorities was to get rid of the, the illegal grows. And so that's what I'm talking about, which is, and that's been harmful in rural Oklahoma. And what is
1: this? What does this do for the illegal gross? What does a bill like this do one way or the other for the illegal I don't gross? think
0: I mean I don't I don't know. I would think that I would think that more money into the system to for that infrastructure would help, but at the same time, the opposition is saying no, it'll make it harder because we'll have more marijuana on the streets and mm-hmm. and you know, it hurts kids and crime will go rampant. And I mean, you know, it's hard to kind of parcel out it depends on how you feel about it. I think some of it is for people who are really anti-drug. And there are some that are like, in in no way do they want this. They want to reverse and go back to before, which I don't, I'm with you. I think that's that's past. We it's we can't undo that. So what can we do to make this our system that we know is not perfect? How do we make it better? Like I say, this state question looks stricter, which gives which I didn't expect. So, um, but I say I'm not convinced that it the state's ready. So we'll see. I mean, I'm doesn't I'm still, this
1: doesn't this supersede the medical marijuana thing? If this passes, what do we need medical marijuana for?
0: Well, that's a good question. I don't know. I would think I don't, think need, it I don't
1: was, need to prove that but I'm it's, still, but it's, still, it's, sta-
0: it's still in statute, it was still passed by a state question. You know, this whole thing goes back, irritates me. The legislature should have done this years ago. Absolutely they should have fixed it after it passed. It's like every time our lawmakers get distracted by stupid things, this is why, then we have these state questions of people who, this is what they've wanted, and, and now we're having to fix it. So ugh. Okay, so here's the interesting thing to, to kind of wrap up our weed discussion. This is the first time a, a recreational marijuana vote, has been taken where nothing else is on the ballot. So other states, and this is was originally supposed, supposed to be on the November 8th ballot with the general election. Right. Remember there was that whole, you know, uh, the state administration fought it and we had to recount it. It was this whole mess. So they got it off the general election ballot and called a special election where this is it. So from what I understand, nationally, everyone's looking to see Is this better for the yes people? Is it better for the no people? Because it's not been done before. There's always been something else on the ballot. So um, I've been asked, do I think it will pass? I have no clue. Do you? I mean, what's your... I've seen no polling. And even if I saw polling, I'd be dubious of it. So
1: in some of the redder states, North Dakota, South Dakota, I think uh, Wyoming or Montana, it failed pretty miserably, um, and I don't know what the climate is right now. I think it probably has a better chance of failing than medical marijuana did of passing. I think the 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 feel of the state has changed since then.
0: Right. I, I I'm right. leaning toward that. I think, but it all depends on who comes out to vote, right?
1: Right, no, it always does. In, in In the past, wasn't wasn't the fact that when. Uh, Mary Fallon put the the original medical marijuana thing. It was in a, a ballot in May, right? Or it wasn't in November.
0: I honestly can't remember. But,
1: but I remember the thought was, if you put this with other races, it will help Democrats. And in this state, of course, Democrats need more help than than imaginable. But so they they thought, well, we'll keep it away from the general election. We don't want to help, you know, Drew Edmondson, for instance against it i'm not sure would have mattered it wouldn't have mattered in this case in its of its by itself you know which side is more adamant about this right now what are you feeling i mean i'm not sensing i
0: mean a lot of the rural oklahoma is always interesting in that you would think there would be a lot of opposition but when you drive around rural oklahoma they've got more dispensaries and churches and they have a lot of people working for the cannabis industry. And so I don't know if the growth of that industry means more people are going to support it, or if the growth of the industry has scared enough people that they're like, oh, wait, we didn't want to go this far. Um, young, pe- young people don't vote. I don't know. I mean, you look at the last general election, like less than 10% came out. So right. you the youth vote is usually what makes these kinds of things pass. I don't know if there's enough. And when I was asking you earlier, if you knew this was on the, the ballot, I was just asking my teenagers. And I've got a son who's tw- who's 19, hangs around musicians. Um, none of his friends knew that this was up for a vote. And you would think this would be something a bunch of 19 and 20 year old boys in Tulsa would, be, would know about. And they had no clue. And again, then- everybody
1: who has a medical marijuana card, which is everybody
0: yeah. who wants it. They're good.
1: Yeah, they're like, Okay, so the, it, uh, in their life might be easier down the line if it's recreational. They might feel better about being in a less restrictive place like Oklahoma if it was recreational. But will their lives change if it's turned down? Not really. And the anti-side, uh, their life isn't going to change either. So this is one of those uh, elections that's very passionate and yet, I'm not sure anybody can tell you what will happen if their side loses or wins, other than this feeling like we won. And I think that's that's in play. I think both sides want a victory here. I think the left, let's say, the, left, it really even can say left and right. I think the pro Marijuana people want a victory here to prove that we can move the state forward to a more sane policy on this. And the right one to say, no, no farther. This is we made a mistake with medical marijuana. We're not going anymore. You're not going to turn this state into an opium den.
0: Right. And I don't know how far um endorsements go either. So when you look at who's opposed to it, it's like sheriff's associations, district attorneys, uh, you know, attorney general came out against it. You know, it's a lot of law enforcement, and they typically hold uh some weight in in rural areas. The Farm Bureau also against it, but some people may not care. They may not, but I'm, I'm with you. You know, if you already have a medical marijuana card, what's the incentive of of, of voting for it? So if again,
1: it's a, if it's a rainy day. You go, well, well I, mean, I don't want to get wet. I got what I need.
0: Exactly. So yeah, I, I, I can't call. call this one. Um, I really can't. So um,
1: I suppose you could say, listen, in a year or two, you won't have to spend money to, you re- re- know, uh to get your card again. You won't have to renew your card. You could save some money there. Prices will come down. I suppose that would be uh, a motivation. Well,
0: I think, you know, when you look at if you legalize it, it takes away from a criminal justice aspect. You can't, you know, marijuana possession, you can't be arrested for that alone. And there are, especially in some rural areas, they have. I think they have missed, you know, I did a story not long ago, you know, a few years ago on a woman who was given 13 years for having $37 worth of marijuana on her. On her. Mm-hmm. First time she'd ever been arrested. That was in Kingfisher, Oklahoma, and they sentenced her to 13 years. Under this, that wouldn't be allowed. Now they have reformed that since then was 780 and 781, which uh, has not been fully funded. That's the story of Oklahoma. We passed it. We're not going to fund it. And so some of that has changed. But there is something to be said about if you have a kid who doesn't have a medical marijuana card and get caught with possession, maybe their lives aren't going to be, uh, you know, appended or something. So The other
1: aspect, I don't know how much time we have. The other aspect is racial. Oh, very. Yeah. Yes. That,
0: the, the whole history of it. And I went down that rabbit hole of why is this even a Schedule One drug? Right. And it's like, oh, it's completely based on racism from the 1930s and 40s. Got you it.
1: Know, blacks with yeah. a little bit of pot versus whites with a little bit of pot. Let's see what happens to both of them if they're both picked up on the street.
0: Yeah. yeah. So yeah. there is there is definitely that. But, you know, I am with you. I, I don't think the opposition is completely out of line for their concerns. Um, but and how this is going to shake out, I don't know. Okay, so what else are we gonna talk about? How do we end this? We we were both at the Springsteen concerts. Speaking of weed,
1: yeah.
0: Uh, <laughs> no, know, one was gonna... Now I will say it was a it was an older crowd. I I at fifty one was one of the younger ones.
1: All right, just knock it off. Yes, you were.
0: And I'm telling you, all the older people they all have medical marijuana cards. Everyone I know with a medical marijuana card are sixty two and older.
1: 73 year old man did three hours without a break we can drop the older crowd oh okay. oh
0: complete respect and as you notice he also didn't drink any water that was a little I noticed that too like oh, somebody did the right say they, through
1: somebody told me there was some water in the back yet, but he didn't have a lot of water and the first six songs he did on one breath I mean was- before he actually stopped I mean it was just at a fascinating concert and I and I was really one of these things where you know there's no direct connection nobody in Oklahoma grew up in Jersey and had to fight his parents and become a rock and roll star or had these problems with women or cars or jobs it was all uh vicarious it was a wonderful thing that you have all these people singing every word to these songs and nobody lived it. I mean, I grew up in New York. I mean, think about the people in Oklahoma who came to the show, spent their whole lives in Oklahoma.
0: What connection do they have with this we hard have work work. People too. We have working people, too. I know that. I mean, come on. Those Belinda. are universal. Although I will say, when I go to that show, I realize how much I don't – I you think you know Bruce Springsteen? Right. And I'm they're going. I have no idea what the song is, and everyone around me is singing this deep cut off of some album. I'm like, okay. I'm definitely the Gen Xer here, just waiting for Dancing in the Dark. Okay, you which was not—I right. will say—it's not a show of hits, which was fine. I mean, it was great, but he got back to some jazz, which was interesting. Like all of a sudden, they're rocking, and then like a jazz band shows up.
1: There's all right, thirty well, people on the stage. Last time he was here, he didn't do—he didn't do Thunder Road, which annoyed me. But he did it. To, he did it tonight. He didn't do Racing in the Streets. He didn't do Darkness on the Edge of Town. Right. He didn't do Jungle Land. Well, but he okay. does have
0: like 400 songs or exactly. something.
1: Exactly. So he has to cut. He did 30, 32 songs or something? Was,
0: well, and there was a point where the house lights came up at the end. Yeah. I didn't like that I because I had to watch everybody dancing. I don't want to watch. Bring the bring the lights down. There yeah, were well, people who Dance. left
1: early. The people who left. It's like going to a ball game and leaving after the seventh inning. They left early. And you're right. I, there is a universality to jobs you hate and families you want to leave. But by and large, this is a, a really interesting guy because by vicarious pleasure of him. You want to have gone through the life, I think, that he has lived through. I mean, this, this association we have with him, this connection. None of us are hard
0: about It's the Woody Guthrie thing too. I mean, you know, he is a he's a songwriter at heart, just like yeah. or Woody Guthrie is. And I think that anything that kind of taps into that um, struggle is going to resonate. It doesn't matter whether you're from Jersey or Oklahoma or New York, in your case, which is the same as New Jersey, isn't it? No, um,
1: it is not the same as Jersey. The same.
0: There's you, a you lot of similarities. There is
1: no there are no similarities. None except the accent sort of, kind of. You know the joke about New Jersey. I like can't. The, I
0: can't joke about New Jersey or or New York. So you know, what now? I'm not going to joke about New Jersey or New York. Why I not? Yeah, you know, that's your. That, you know, I'll give you respect give, for that. I'm
1: going to give you the only Jersey joke you need to remember. Somebody tells okay. you, this. somebody says where you're from. They say Jersey. All you have to say is what exit. <laughs> That's the only joke you need to know about New Jersey. That's
0: about right. That's my experience anytime I'm driving on the East Coast. Just from Philly on up. It's just It's $10 crazy.
1: in tolls to get from Oklahoma City to Jersey and then $475 to go through Jersey to get to New York City.
0: Pretty much. Well, thanks for coming on. Uh you're you are out promoting your dad's, it's your dad's book, one of first of three, which we'll yeah. have to have a conversation about this trilogy of Jack um jack would not uh, fit
1: in one in one volume i needed three volumes for my father this is called jack and the first volume is called voluptuous bagels and other concerns of jack friedman because when he first came to tulsa took him to the bagel place it was called owlhead he called it owlhead bagels and he got him a bagel one time and he said he couldn't eat bagels anymore because they were too voluptuous and so i need to get him a soft roll which is a croissant Mm -hmm. But in his mind, they were voluptuous bagels, and you couldn't bite into them.
0: Now I want a bagel. It's kind of weird. Now that's going to be in my head. I want a voluptuous bagel.
1: We should do the show from a there. We should have a corner booth and do the show there.
0: That's exactly, and eat our voluptuous bagels. That's right. All right. Good. Well, thank you, Barry. It's always fun. And uh, go buy his book, and uh, I'll see you next time.
1: And, and and again, I think we did well with the little format you had, little outline. I think we stayed on.
0: Yeah. I think half that outline was was ignored, but that's okay. We did all right. We'll try better next time. So we'll have you back on.
1: Good seeing you. Bye-bye.